SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A new week begins right here on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM Channel 159, the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. And all across the SportsGrid Network, I am Ben Stevens. The first weekend in the month of March certainly delivered. The ending of the regular season for high major conferences around the country in college hoops. Conference tournaments in our mid-majors all figuring out the field of 68 for the NCAA tournament. High-level basketball in the college ranks, also high-level basketball around the association. All part of a great weekend of sports that we look back on right now and we look forward to the week ahead here in the month of March. It is a Monday on TMA, which means that Donnie Wrightside, DRS, joins us here for the opening hour of TMA. We bring you until 10 a.m. Eastern time, and then we finish out the show until noon Eastern as well. DRS, thank you for being here as always on a Monday. I hope you had a great and profitable weekend. I did. It was a lot of fun to watch and also a well-rounded athlete myself. I'm not just a football guy, Ben. I'm around in basketball season, baseball season, even hockey if you need me. I got you. I mean, that's what we know, DRS. We know that you have us in each and every aspect across the sports landscape that we can need. And I know that DRS is a big fan of his team totals in college basketball. Did he have the team total over for North Carolina on Saturday Hmm. inside Cameron Indoor? Because the Tar Heels put up 94 points and they play spoiler to the regular season finale in the final game that Coach Mike Krzyzewski will coach inside Cameron Indoor as UNC pulls off the upset, winning outright DRS as an 11-point underdog against their bitter bitter foe in Duke. They win that game 94-81, snapping a Duke seven-game win streak and again playing spoiler on a special night for Coach K inside Cameron. Yeah, big-time win for UNC. I mean, you're asking for UNC to come into a basketball game at Duke in Coach K's last game. That's almost as Mm. good as winning a national championship for them to actually (laughs) ruining the night for the Duke Blue Devils. But having said that, in the first half, it looked like Bennett was going to get away from the Tar Heels, and they fought back in that final few minutes to make it within two at the break and played sensational basketball down the stretch. Everybody participating, particularly in that starting five, where four out of the five players in the starting five went for 20 or more points. That's a big performance. That could certainly, you know, cap catapult you into conference tournament play and beyond that big time win for Carolina DRS so well said by you four of the five starters for the Tar Heels score 20 or more points as you mentioned led by Armando Baycott who had 23 the big man for UNC and Brady Manick the Oklahoma transfer starting around into some great form here in the month of March a double double for him 20 points 11 boards snapping a seven game winning streak for number four Duke ending the year for the Tar Heels on a five game win streak and they covered in four of those five games two of them DRS as an outright underdog how special for North Carolina to know the circumstances of Saturday night and all the pageantry and celebration around coach Mike Krzyzewski in his final game coaching inside Cameron Indoor an 11 point favorite on their own home floor where tickets to get in were $8,000 and UNC comes in and spoils all of that winning outright 
as an 11-point underdog. They scored 94 points. Duke scored 81. The total of 153 and a hook DRS stood no shot. As we need to know about these teams now entering the postseason, North Carolina, three straight overs, an over in nine of their last 11, and in 11 of their last 14 games as well. A welcome to our Sports Grid radio audience here, the opening hour of a Monday on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM Channel 159, all of our terrestrial radio affiliates as well. Alongside Donnie Wrightside, I am Ben Stevens. The first weekend in March certainly felt like that first weekend in March. UNC winning outright as an 11-point underdog on the road in Cameron Indoor against Duke. And we had spoilers across the board, including yesterday, Donnie, 10th-ranked Wisconsin, a 12-point favorite against Nebraska on their own home floor in Madison. With a win, they clinched the Big Ten regular season title outright. Well, pay attention to those Huskers. Three straight wins for Nebraska, all three of those games on the road. The final two against top 25 opponents winning outright as an underdog in all three of those games. They spoil Wisconsin's shot of winning an outright Big Ten title as the Huskers pick up a 74-73 win on the road. A March feeling for sure, DRS. No, sir. Hey, the big win by Nebraska here. And also, what does that mean for us moving forward into the conference tournament play? Which the great thing about it is you get two chances yep. at this. You can play really well during the regular season or you can play not so well and rescue your season. Now, we think Nebraska is going to make a run to the conference championship here. I don't think that's going to take place. But at the same time, we've seen crazier things happen. Who knows? A hot Nebraska basketball team? Watch out. All three outright wins on the road. All three as a double-digit underdog. They have also covered in four straight. Nebraska is a 4-16 and 16 Big Ten team that was booked as an underdog in all 20 of their conference games this year, 12-8 and eight against the number. When they get to Indianapolis for the Big Ten tournament, if they are an underdog, you can find profitability in single-game scenarios come the month of March. It's not just brackets. It's not just picking an outright winner for conference tournaments. It's also those single-game scenarios, knowing the trends, to hopefully win some money. And DRS, as we look at the Big Ten and the ACC, both schools sliding in the market to be the conference of the national champion. The Big Ten now plus 750, the fifth best odds in the ACC, led by Duke, 10 to 1, the sixth best odds. It's close at the top, but as we go down the board, prices start to fall off. We continue looking around the country in college basketball up next here on the morning after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This is March, and this is a Monday on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the SportsGrid network, alongside Donnie Wrightside for the opening hour of TMA. I am Ben Stevens. The first Monday in March, following the first weekend of college basketball in the month of March, and it certainly feels like March because, Donnie, we already had teams punch their ticket into the big dance and into the NCAA tournament field of 68. A familiar name over the past couple of seasons into the NCAA tournament from a mid-major conference. That would be 
Loyola Chicago. You've heard of March Madness, but make sure you also know of Arch Madness. The Missouri Valley Conference Tournament in St. Louis in the number four seed, the Ramblers, who were the favorites to win the conference tournament, do that yesterday in a big game against Drake. The Ramblers win 64-58, covering in that basketball game and covered in all three games they played, Donnie, in the conference tournament in St. Louis. Back-to-back -back appearances now for Loyola in the NCAA tournament, the first time they have done that in program history since the early 1960s. A team we know, DRS, that certainly has given us some thrills in the month of March before Loyola Chicago back into the big dance. Yeah, Sister Jean back into the national spotlight. So I'm sure we'll get a nice little appearance from her. Maybe two, maybe three if they win multiple games and make it into the Sweet 16. But a nice win by yep. Louis Chicago. That's, the NBC is a great conference. Both of these teams matched up there in the final, each 13-5, and five, each and every night giving it everything. But I have to say, are we, are we, we're not looking at one of those teams where Louis Chicago had a legitimate chance to make a run, as we've seen in the past. But this is still a good basketball team. Congratulations to them. It's hard enough to get there in one of these lower conferences because it doesn't really matter so much what you do in the regular season. You got to win that conference tournament and they did that we all remember what happened in 2018 the magical final four run for loyola chicago where mm -hmm. sister jean became a household name last year a sweet 16 run led by cameron crutwig this team though does have a ton of experience very senior heavy and a lot of these guys played in both of those ncaa tournament trips so maybe that experience will help loyola chicago out even if they don't make a run drs all three games for the Ramblers in the MVC tournament hit the under. In 12 of 18 games, either away or on a neutral floor this year, Loyola Chicago has played to an under. 12 of 18, away from home or on a neutral floor, 12 of those 18 hitting the under. Why? Loyola Chicago showed that yesterday against Drake, not allowing the Bulldogs to eclipse the 60-point mark, the 23rd most efficient defense in the country, 24th overall in the Ken Palm rankings. And Lucas Williamson, who was a freshman on that 2018 Final Four team, a big component last year of the Sweet 16 run. He had 18 points, 10 boards, a double-double in the Arch Madness finale as Loyola Chicago gets back to the NCAA tournament for a second straight year, knocking off the Bulldogs 64-58. Loyola Chicago, Donnie, needed to win this Arch Madness tournament, the MVC Conference tournament, to make sure they got into the field. They might have had an opportunity for an at-large bid, but it's always good to take care of business in your conference tournament. The same could be said for the 22nd ranked team in the country, the Murray State Racers, who DRS has been all over all year long and Murray State caps off perfection in conference play this year 20-0 including the conference tournament in the Ohio Valley Conference for Murray State and they beat Moorhead State in the final on Saturday night 71-64 Murray State Donnie is going dancing no, they are going dancing. How about this price point here, Ben? We're taking a look at here on the FanDuel Sportsbook early on a Monday morning, 150 to 1. The reason I bring that up here is teams that don't know how to lose, quite frankly, Murray State, 32 overall, 18 and 0 in conference play, plowing through the conference tournament. This is one of those teams where if you're not inside the betting public and you like your power five teams, sometimes you see those brackets line up. Yeah, Murray State, just, you know, get past them pretty easily. This is one of those teams, Ben, that if you are a power five school, you don't want to face them because they've been there, done that before. This right. is like, oh, Murray State. Hey, first time in the tournament here in 40 years. No, they've been in tournaments. They've had damage. They've had really good players. John Morant, does that ring a bell here? Murray State is a very good basketball team, and I look for them to win 
multiple games, Ben, in the tournament here. How about that? DRS, I love what you're saying, though, because you bring up great points. When we often think of the NCAA tournament and March Madness, it's about predicting a Cinderella run or making sure your bracket is competitive. You could look at both Murray State and Loyola Chicago from that futures perspective, and we will do that right now. Murray State, 32-1 to to reach the Final Four. That is tied for the 28th best price on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Loyola Chicago, $10 behind that, around the 33rd or 34th best price and Donnie mentioned it 150 to 1 for the racers to win the national championship that's not Donnie saying they are going to win the natty but that could be a price that if they get to the sweet 16 or they start to make a run into that second weekend you have some hedging slash cash out opportunities from the FanDuel Sportsbook and DRS like you said this is a 30 and 2 Murray State team 30 wins only two losses and very balanced from the Ken Palm efficiency metrics, the 34th most efficient offense, the 40th most efficient defense. Are they elite in any category according to those metrics? No, but can they be a team that's going to win a few games in the NCAA tournament? I think so, because DRS, you look also at Murray State as an underdog, and they will probably be an underdog, if not in the opening round, at least the round of 32, just three times this year, two and one against the spread, both of those covers outright wins in both coming against very, very good teams. They beat Memphis, who will be an NCAA tournament team, when booked as a 10-point underdog. The only non-cover for the racers, Donnie, was against Auburn, who was the number one team in the country for most of the year. They lost that game by 13 points, and they were a 12-and-a-half-point underdog. So there is profitability in those single game scenarios DRS and that's what I think we can remind people of as we get into the month of March now into the postseason of college basketball it's not about having the most perfect bracket it's about making sure you're getting profits throughout the NCAA tournament absolutely and it's a great point you bring up there as well because Kevin and I talk about on the early line so many times it used to be back in the day as I used to say even like five six years ago you would just be taking teams on a long shot to win the tournament and if they want it great yeah. you cash in a ticket but most probably Ben they weren't cashing anything so taking some of these teams to win a game to win two games to win three games on some of these long shot prices you can turn those tickets into profit where you can cheer that team on because yeah if they win the championship at 150 to 1 that's a great price tag but just making it to the sweet 16 you could start flipping yeah. some of those for profit here and that's much more fun way to bet it even the final four market as you stated as well great times here so a big weekend in the mid-majors of course murray state loyola chicago they punch their ticket as does longwood as well and we have some more conference final games on this monday night to get to in the mid-major conferences as well but in a high major conference donnie we talked about the spoiler alerts on this opening weekend in the month of march because nebraska knocks off wisconsin outright as a 12-point underdog on the road that set up an opportunity for 20th ranked illinois to claim a share of the Big Ten title alongside the Badgers. And it was a fantastic game last night in Champaign inside the State Farm Center. Pop the champagne for the Illinois Fighting Illini as they knock off Iowa by two, 74-72. The Hawkeyes led by as many as 15 points in the first half, Donnie. Illinois rallies in the second to claim a share of the Big Ten title. A huge moment for Illinois to build that momentum into the Big Ten tournament. 
Yeah, never saw that coming, right? If you're Illinois, just looking at, hey, got a tough matchup against Iowa. Let's build some momentum for the conference tournament and thereafter. Never expecting to grab a chance of the Big Ten Championship with Wisconsin getting knocked off by Nebraska. This is one of those teams, and granted, they're a top 20, top 25 team talking about Illinois. This is one that you would head into the conference championships and you would head into March May and say, you know, I'm not so sure I want to play this team. Because if Coburn gets it going down low as an dominant force and those three balls are dropping for the Illini, they are going to be a yeah. tough out here. So watch out for a sleeping giant in Illinois. And it did snap a five-game win streak for Iowa, but they covered as a four-point road underdog. The Hawkeyes have covered in five of their last six. So Illinois now is the top seed for the Big Ten tournament this upcoming week in Indianapolis. The second-best odds to win the conference tournament at plus 320. Purdue is the favorite. To the NBA we go next, right here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Around the association we go right here, right now on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM Channel 159 and all across the Sports Grid Network. I am Ben Stevens. He is Donnie Wrightside. And we are here for your opening hour of TMA. And then we will bring you up until noon Eastern time as well. Donnie, as you know, our wonderful producer on this show, John Shames, turned 25 years old on mm. Saturday. And then on Sunday... His favorite NBA team gave him a great birthday present. And Jason Tatum was a huge reason for that. 54 points. A 50-burger at home yesterday against the Brooklyn Nets. Jason Tatum and the Celtics outduel Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets as the Seas win 126-120. DRS, the Celtics continue to play good basketball. They have now won three straight games, and they have won 14 of their last 16, all a birthday bow of a present for our very own John Shames. Yeah, have been playing good basketball, too. And quite frankly, just about everybody, it seems like, in the Eastern Conference playing good basketball outside of the Brooklyn Nets, Ben, who we thought Ooh. would be getting a boost here with Kevin Durant coming back, with Kyrie Irving. This should be their game, right? And also, keep in mind, Kevin and I talked about it on the early line this morning. Boston Celtics, nice win over the Nets. May be able to do some damage at that nice ticketed price, I believe, a plus 950 to win the Eastern yep. Conference. But more importantly, it seemed like we were days, maybe weeks away from saying, you know what, these two can't play together. We're talking about Brown and Tatum. We're going to have to break them up with the trade deadline, see if we can get some other pieces around and maybe build around Tatum or build around Brown. Good thing they didn't do that because the talent is absolutely there. It may be coming yeah. together at the right time. How many times do we talk about, Ben, college basketball, getting hot at the end of the season, winning a championship? Well, how about the Celtics playing their best basketball of, of the season, yeah. coming out of the All-Star break and the trade deadline? Watch out for those seasons in the playoffs. Could be a tough road, but maybe they can do some damage. Still plus 950, the fifth shortest price yeah. in the Eastern Conference. Jason Tatum, 54 points, as we mentioned, above 50% from the field, 8 of 15 from deep yesterday. And he needed all 54 for the Celtics to get a victory because Kevin Durant goes over his points prop. I believe it, believe it closed at 26 and a half. He had 37 points yesterday for the Brooklyn Nets. So, while the Boston Celtics, Donnie, are playing good basketball, and we see that success with our eyes, there is optimism 
on the Brooklyn Nets, but they've still lost four straight. They've been an underdog in five of their last six games, and they've only covered twice. It's a very perplexing idea on the Brooklyn Nets right now because Ben Simmons still not back as of yet, but Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in road games like we saw yesterday give us a hope for the Brooklyn Nets to finally live up to that billing as the favorites in the East at plus 270, yet they've lost four straight games. So DRS, how do you compare that idea of being booked as the favorites to win the Eastern Conference title still, but what we're seeing right now in a nightly basis, game-to-game action, the Brooklyn Nets still adding losses into their loss column? Yeah, I'm starting to, for it to not make sense to me at this point, Ben, because you take a look yeah. at the FanDuel Sportsbook. They have that plus 270 price in first place. Milwaukee Bucks plus 290, and then plus 320 for the Philadelphia 76ers. But I was under the impression that once we got back, and I say we, is the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant, and he was just going to lift them up and they're going to play well because the, the worst-case scenario would have been for me was what you're seeing now. Kevin Durant coming back and scoring 30-plus points a, a game here, Ben. But then again, if you would have had Kevin Durant come back and scoring like, you know, 15, 16 points, working his way back into the rotation, playing 15 minutes one night, 17 the next and 20. Okay, we see him building up. But it looks like he's back in MVP form and not able to help. And this is, well, what do you want him to do? It's Kevin Durant and nobody else. No, Kyrie Irving is out on the court with him as well. So now we're saying, okay, yep. well, Kevin's playing well. We need Kyrie to play at a high level. And then Ben Simmons is going to have to be an all-pro again once he gets back for them to actually win the East. They're a play-in team here. The road is going to be right. so difficult to knock, knock off these top teams. I don't see it right now. I don't agree right now, Ben, that they should be a favorite in the Eastern Conference. I don't. Now in that ninth spot, Donnie, alongside the Charlotte Hornets and the Atlanta Hawks, all three of those teams, 32 and 33, straight up this year. The Nets will play in Charlotte in just a couple of days before a road trip to the city of brotherly love on Thursday night against Mm. the Sixers and their former teammate, James Harden. That is going to be theater in the association but that is what we are discussing here about the brooklyn nets the worst ats record in the nba meanwhile a push of a six point spread yesterday on that closing number against the boston celtics but if you're looking for profitability on the celtics or the nets maybe you just start betting overs the total of 226 and a half goes over yesterday boston over in seven of their last eight brooklyn over in nine of their last 11. So the Nets are the favorites in the East. The Bucks have the second best odds at plus 290. It was the Bucks who won the Eastern Conference last year and faced off against the Phoenix Suns in the NBA Championship Series, in which the Bucks won and hoisted the Larry O'Brien Trophy. And yesterday in Milwaukee, we got a rematch of that NBA Finals matchup, but it looked a little bit different because the shorthanded Suns without Devin Booker and without Chris Paul put up a fight but it's Milwaukee, Donnie, that pulls away late in the fourth quarter to win by 10 and to cover as a nine-point home favorite. Yeah, big three here for the Milwaukee Bucks, and obviously the biggest of the big three, Giannis, only ends up with 19 points, a little bit of foul trouble, but how about Middleton? One of those guys where I like to take a lot and try to take a look at each and every night in that props market. It seems like he lets me down more than he helps me out, but last night, boy, 44 (laughs) points in that performance, 132-122 final year. Nice win for the Milwaukee Bucks, but I got to say, you look at the Phoenix Suns, and you're getting all of this, you know, you know, DeAndre Ayton's 30 points. Now him having to be the A1 guy as opposed to Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Does yeah. this actually help them, Ben, on the way to maybe a championship run here by saying, hey, even though our two stars got a little bit of a break down the stretch, which might be a good right. thing, but some of those backup players playing really good basketball, Ben. 
I think a silver lining out of all of this, Donnie. The yeah. Suns seemed like they were going to cover this nine-point underdog spread on the road. It did not happen. They lost by 10 points. But all five starters for the Phoenix Suns scoring in double figures yesterday. DeAndre Ayton putting up 30 points, as DRS mentioned. That's the depth that Phoenix showed last year in the postseason. And I think will pay dividends again when Chris Paul and Devin Booker come back healthy. Of course, the point God will be out probably for most of this regular season until we get to the postseason. Devin Booker and the health and safety protocols should return hopefully very soon. But another big opportunity for over money yesterday. The total of 232 goes over. Milwaukee DRS over in 10 of their last 12. The Phoenix Suns over in five of their last seven. Six games since the All-Star break for the Suns only covering twice in that six-game span, but they're trying to figure out their roster a little bit right now. Overall, though, I do believe this depth will help out Phoenix come the playoffs, and that's why the Phoenix Suns may be still booked as the favorites to win the NBA championship on the FanDuel Sportsbook, plus 430, the price on the Suns, 20 cents ahead of the Golden State Warriors at plus 450. Speak about an optimistic price on Golden State. We see the Nets, six to one, the third best price. Milwaukee, the reigning NBA champions with a big home win yesterday, plus 650. And then the Philadelphia 76ers, DRS, at plus 700. It makes sense that the Suns are booked as a favorite. And again, I think that depth will help by the time we get to the NBA postseason. No, absolutely will. And also, as you take a look at the two top teams in the Western Conference, the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors, much like we were just taking a look at, Ben, the Eastern Conference, where you have the favorite yeah. being the Brooklyn Nets. It's not so much what we're doing now, right? Because you have a couple injured guys on each one of these teams. It's about what we anticipate and get to the playoffs, because this isn't a March Madness type of scenario. It's not college football. It's not the NFL with a one-game playoff. Once you get out of the playing games, you have a seven-game series. And what these sports books are telling you, rightfully so, if Phoenix is healthy, if the Golden State Warriors are healthy and if the Brooklyn Nets are healthy in a seven game series they are certainly going to be a tough out and that's the optimism and that's the predictive model in those odds but you need to pair it up slightly with what you are seeing with your own two eyes on a nightly basis because this is not early on in the NBA season this is the home stretch we're within the final 20 games of this NBA regular season so it has to add up a little bit as you saw those Western Conference odds by the way 25 cents of difference between the Suns and the Warriors in that market 20 cents of difference in the NBA championship and DRS we would be doing ourselves a bad service if we had not mentioned the 56 points that LeBron James scored on Saturday night against the Golden State Warriors Kevin Walsh might storm back up into the studio DRS and revolt if we did not mention the 56 points the King scored on Saturday night against the Warriors who Donnie have lost eight of their last 10 games and only covered once in a 12-game span. We'll get to the Warriors in our next segment. But as we look around the rest of the NBA, this is playoff positioning time. This is a matter to broker if you will be in the play-in tournament. And we had a matchup between two teams trying to get out or trying to make sure they are not within the play-in tournament. The sixth and seventh seeds in the Eastern Conference. The Cavs, the number six seed. The Raptors, the number seven seed. And yesterday, the Cavaliers use a strong start at home to hold on to beat the Raptors 104-96. Cleveland holds a two-game lead over Toronto, Donnie, in this Eastern Conference standings for that sixth spot on the right side of making sure you're not in the play-in tournament. But two teams I think we can monitor as we get closer to the Eastern Conference playoffs. 
Yeah, the depth of the Eastern Conference. Who would have thought they're in that 7, 8, 9, 10 range? You're going to have the Toronto Raptors, the Charlotte Hornets, the Brooklyn Nets, yep. and the Atlanta Hawks. It shows the overall depth of that conference. And who is going to make it in? Just because you're a 1, 2, or 3 seed, Ben, that doesn't mean you get an easy first-round opponent. It's going to be fun to watch. Right. The top seven seeds right now in the Eastern Conference, separated by just eight games. And that's more because of what Miami is doing at the top as opposed to the depth of the East right now. The Heat, a three-game lead, but still the fourth-best price on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win the Eastern Conference at plus 500. Also want to note about the Cleveland Cavaliers last night, covering as a four-and-a-half-point favorite. It snapped a three-game skid for the Cavs and their young rookie in Evan Mobley. 20 points, 17 rebounds yesterday. That is why he is minus 550 right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win the Rookie of the Year in the association. We look at the week ahead here on the morning after. Up next on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Not just looking back on the weekend in this opening hour of a Monday on the morning after on SportsGrid, also looking at what the week ahead has in store starting on this Monday night because March is about basketball and we have great games around the association and in college hoops tonight. Very impactful conference championships and teams trying to get into their conference tournament title game. I am Ben Stevens. He's DRS and this is the morning after on the Spiz Grizz Network, otherwise known as Sports Grid. So, DRS, let's start off in the NBA. The Philadelphia, Philadelphia 76ers looking really, really good when James Harden is out there with Joel Embiid. They lost by 17 to the Miami Heat over the weekend, but no James Harden in that matchup against the top seed in the Eastern Conference. Tonight, back at home in Philly, a 7 and a half point favorite against another top team in the Eastern Conference, the Chicago Bulls. The total right now live on FanDuel at 232. DRS, I saw this line last night. It was at six points in favor of the Sixers, now all the way up to seven and a half in favor of the home team. Maybe because Chicago has lost four straight games entering this matchup against Philly tonight. How do you approach this game between Philadelphia and Chicago? I got to be honest, first time I saw the line, the first inclination for me was to take the Chicago Bulls. Now, if I'm going to get a healthy Zach Levine in this game, healthy DeMar Rosen, healthy Nikola Vucevic, there'll be game in here. They certainly will be. But also from a bounce back perspective here for the Philadelphia 76ers, played so well with James Harden. He sits out one night in South Beach and everything sort of crumbled down as the Sixers couldn't get out of the 80s versus a very game Miami Heat team. Now, Chicago Bulls not having a great run here, but still a very good team. Do I think the Chicago yeah. Bulls can win this game? Eh, possibility of that. I think this this better team is going to be the Philadelphia 76ers. But I got to tell you, Ben, I'm leaning towards the points in this game. The one thing I do, like when James Harden is in the lineup, that offense is fluid. So even though you're looking at a total approaching that 230 number, it's a legitimate chance that also gets over the total as well tonight. I would agree with that idea of looking at a total and an over here because although Chicago under in four of their last five, all four games with James Harden since the all-star break and since the trade mm -hmm. deadline in the lineup for Philly, all four over, all four wins, and all four covers for the Philadelphia 76ers. Meanwhile, Chicago, like we mentioned, has lost 
four straight, booked as an underdog against some pretty good sides. The Grizzlies, the Heat, the Hawks on the road, and the Milwaukee Bucks on Friday night. But they have not covered, have the Chicago Bulls, in any four of those losses. Although I am still seeing red DRS, not exactly the greatest picture of what this team can do against the best competition in their own conference and around the NBA. And being an underdog this year has not been kind to Chicago backers. 9-15 and 15 against the spread as an underdog. Normally when good teams are booked as a dog, you can find some profitability there. Not the case right now for the Chicago Bulls. Again, 9-15 and 15 ATS as an underdog this year now as it pertains to James Harden in the four games he has played in a Sixers uniform he has scored at least 25 points in all four of those contests his points prop tonight 24 and a half he has also had double digit assists in three of the four games the only game he did not he finished with nine his assist prop tonight is 10 and a half in the over has some plus money at plus 106 he has been over that number of 10 and a half in three of the four games he has played for Philadelphia. But he's not going to win the MVP. That would be right now, Donnie, an indication it's his teammate, Joel Embiid, still in minus money at minus 110 to win the NBA MVP award. But entering the weekend, that was a minus 145 price on JoJo. Nikola Jokic, the reigning NBA MVP, making up some ground at plus 190. And it's the Denver Nuggets DRS as a nine-point favorite tonight at home against the Golden State Warriors. The reason that is a nine-point spread, no Clay, no Draymond, no Andrew Wiggins, and no Steph on the road at altitude tonight against the Denver Nuggets. None of the big four for the Warriors DRS who have lost eight of their last 10 and only covered once in their last 12 games. A slightly interesting move, don't you think, to not bring any of them for this matchup against the Denver Nuggets? Yeah, and it's not so much where you're trying to bet the Golden State Warriors, but what is the organization actually telling you about the Golden State Warriors tonight? Hey, guys, we don't care about this game. Let's just you know have some kids go out there, as I like to say, play some basketball and see what happens mm. at the end of the game, which means they're probably going to get slugged. But more importantly, if you're looking to set the tone tonight for the Nuggets, they should be able to have an easy lead and be up at the half here, probably like covering by margin and not let the rest of that game come under force but having said that Ben the MVP market is so interesting tonight because you can equate that Philadelphia 76ers game along with this Denver Nuggets game and sort of move yeah. because I always like it's a three-act play the beginning of the season for the MVP the middle of the season and then the end of the season is what we saw and that market movement over the weekend when Joel Embiid didn't play all that well and the Sixers lost without James Harden Nicole Jokic goes you know astronomical in his game which knocking down that 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 um triple-double, but then again, take a look at tonight. Yep. What happens if we get it tonight where maybe the Sixers don't play that well? Jokic plays well again. Can we see Joel Embiid come back into the plus-money market? That's something to watch yeah. tonight, even though you're looking to bet some of these sides. That's a fun market to watch see it play out. I think you can easily correlate those markets. And right now for the yeah. Denver Nuggets on the second leg of a back-to-back -back at home, they beat the Pelicans last night in overtime by eight points. Maybe some sluggish legs but when you look at the stat line last night for the joker 46 points 12 boards 11 dimes as drs mentioned a triple double the metrics and the numbers 
I, in fact, think favor Nikola Jokic, but there might be some voter fatigue of giving the guy his second straight MVP. But at plus 190 now, he is creeping up that board and drawing the price back from Joel Embiid. Both guys in big games tonight in rather marquee matchups, so the market could move once again. And the Denver Nuggets, who have won two straight games, eight of their last nine and 10 of their last 12, covering in nine of those games in this 12-game span. DRS, again, as they start to creep up the Western Conference standings. And Nikola Jokic is doing this in positioning the Nuggets without Jamal Murray and without Michael Porter Jr., might that start start to sway the MVP market as well? Always correlate team success to individual markets if you're looking for some profitability. So as we continue to go around the Western Conference, another good game up on the docket in Dallas tonight in a very short spread. The Mavericks just a one-point favorite at home, minus 114 on the money line DRS at last check against the Utah Jazz, who had a price that I last saw at minus 105 and the Mavs playing some wonderful basketball they have won four straight games 10 of their last 12 covering in 10 of their last 12 as well DRS I am very high on these Dallas Mavericks how do you feel about Luka and company I like it I like the Dallas Mavericks tonight but having said that if we're taking a look at a close line let's just say close at minus one here for the Dallas Mavericks in order for the Dallas Mavericks Ben to win that game tonight Luka Doncic's going to have to go off. I mean, take a look at the starting lineup. Doncic, Brunson, Bullock, Finney-Smith, and Powell. So if I say to myself, Luka Doncic's going to have a monster night and they win, fantastic. Luka Doncic can also have a monster night and then lose, Ben. So instead of for my money here, betting on the Dallas Mavericks to win this game, which, again, I do think they do that, I still think Luka's going to have a monster night tonight, whether or not they win or lose. So I would hate to see a 35, 13, and 10 performance, a triple-double out of Luka Doncic, lose in a close game to the Utah Jazz, which I think he could do the same thing in a win. I would look more toward the points props or maybe a points rebound assist prop here for Luka Doncic as opposed to the side here, because whether or not that happens, one thing does correlate to the other. If Luka Doncic is average tonight, they're not winning this basketball game against the Utah Jazz. I'll bet that he's a really good player tonight, and I'll just take his points, rebounds, or assist prop tonight. And Luka has been fantastic here as of late on a 10-game span where he is averaging more than 36 points per game. However, he did not play on Saturday night in the Mavericks' win against the Kings, 114-113, which might be a good thing for this home matchup. A little bit of rest for Luka Doncic, refreshed for this matchup against the Utah Jazz, who have also been playing pretty well. DRS won four of their last six games, but only covering once in that six-game span. Again, Dallas, a slight one-point favorite at home tonight, minus 120 now on the money line for the Mavs, a little bit of plus money on the Jazz, and an over-under that currently stands at 217 in a hook on the FanDuel Sportsbook. But it's not just in the NBA. Let's go college basketball, DRS. West Coast Conference action in a semifinal matchup on this Monday night. The WCC tournament and the number one team in the country, Gonzaga hosting or playing, I should say, San Francisco. This line last night, Donnie, DRS 12 points in favor of the Zags. Now up to 14 this morning on the FanDuel Sportsbook. A lot of Gonzaga love in the marketplace against the Dons this evening. 
I do agree with the line movement here, Ben. As you saw during the regular season, the West Coast Conference, you know, Gonzaga had San Francisco's number. Basically, Gonzaga has a yeah. lot of people's number, but they handle them fairly <laughs> easy. It's a pretty good matchup inside the arc, meaning Gonzaga's two-point offense versus the two-point defense for USF. But at the same time, this is different. This isn't conference play. This isn't just playing on a Saturday night. We get rest and we're ready. This is our goal is to win the West Coast Conference Conference Championship. And that doesn't mean like, hey, there's a point differential, Ben, that we need to score, outscore San Francisco by 20 just in case St. Mary's wins their game by 19 points. All you have to do is survive in advance. You're not going to lose any bonus points here for Gonzaga if they win this game by seven or eight points. Having said that, though, I still think Gonzaga gets the win in cover, but we're talking about regular season versus conference tournament play. Who needs what and how badly they need it? A little bit different. Gonzaga's not on the bubble. Gonzaga is not even in any danger at all falling past maybe a two-line on the NCAA tournament. Gonzaga was minus 3,500 last week, DRS, on the FanDuel Sportsbook to be a number one seed. That being said, there is still motivation for the Zags to make sure they win this conference tournament, given the narrative around playing in the WCC, so Gonzaga can wrap up the number one seed and maybe the number one overall seed for the NCAA tournament. The Zags beat USF in both regular season matchups by 16 points. They covered in one and they pushed in the other as a 16-point favorite. If they win by 16 tonight, they will cover as a 14-point favorite against San Francisco. And that total is interesting to me, DRS, 154. The total they played against San Francisco in their second-to-last regular season matchup, that was the only over Gonzaga saw in their final seven games of the regular season. Under in six of their last seven because the Zags are often booked at this number of 154 or higher because of how efficient they are offensively, but under in six of their last seven to end out the regular season. San Francisco already in action in the WCC tournament. They beat BYU on Saturday night, covering as a three-point favorite. Here's the thing about USF as a dog as well, DRS, just one three-and-one against the number this year as an underdog against very good teams, but not exactly the most profitability ATS for the Dons as an underdog. And I want to bring up the WCC tournament odds as well, DRS, because St. Mary's and Santa Clara in the other semifinal tonight, Santa Clara, very good at covering numbers in conference play, the best out of any team from the WCC. But as you look at those conference tournament odds, St. Mary's plus 700, to win the WCC tournament, the second best price. Could you not, DRS, think of that as a money line ticket for the potential of the tournament final against Gonzaga? Because when St. Mary's won outright in the regular season finale at home as a 10.5 point underdog, it was plus 450 on the money line. So maybe some value there on the Gales. No, certainly. And the Gales do have a tough game, and they're going to match up against Santa Clara. This is a really good top four. Usually it's the WCC at St. Mary's and just Gonzaga, Ben. Not this year. You have four legitimate teams. It'll be fun to see how it plays out, but we'll know fairly sure. Minus 470 ticket on Gonzaga to win that tournament seems easy, but not so fast, as we like to say. There's three other teams in the hunt here with them. And St. Mary's did knock off the Zags. Yes, at home, and yes, in the regular season finale, but at least they can build on that can the Gale. Santa Clara, 11-4-1 ATS in conference play this year. St. Mary's, a five-and-a-half-point favorite tonight. We round out our one next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
We opened up this first hour of TMA on a Monday talking college basketball. We end this first hour talking more college hoops here on the morning after on Sports Grid. Ben Stevens and DRS, Donnie Wright side, here with you for this opening hour. And then we bring you up until noon Eastern time as well. In the first team we discussed was the Duke Blue Devils, who had the regular season finale. In the final game, the Coach K coached inside Cameron Indoor, spoiled by their bitter foe in North Carolina on Saturday night. But let's have the Duke discussion. How far will the Blue Devils go now that we have reached the postseason in college basketball? We find out from you right now and Fade the Public. DRS, the Duke discourse, the Duke discussion, however you want to conceptualize it, with all the fanfare and the pageantry around Coach Mike Krzyzewski and the retirement tour, wouldn't it be fitting for the Duke Blue Devils to maybe cut down the nets in early April to send Kane to retirement a national champion for the sixth time? So we asked the public, how far does Duke go in the NCAA tournament? Getting bounced in the opening weekend, will they reach the Sweet 16 but go no further? A Final Four appearance, or will they do it and win the national title. Most of the public, Donnie, over 55%, saying the Sweet 16, but that is it for the Dukies this year. DRS, are you fading the public? Yeah, I, you know what? I'm not going to fade the public this time. I think it's about right. A Sweet 16 appearance here for Duke seems about the normal. They're not going to get knocked out in the opening weekend. The Final Four, obviously, tough to get to, regardless of how good your basketball team is. Of course, the national championship polling around that 7% number. So I do agree with the public here. Duke is good enough to get to the Sweet 16, maybe into the Elite Eight and Final Four, but I'll go with the public here. I think they're sharp on this one. couple wins for Duke. Coach K bows out. has a nice press conference, and it is what it is. Listen, DRS, on Friday we did Benny and the Bets about Coach K and his farewell, and everybody was super, super nice to Mike Krzyzewski. I am not that nice to Coach K. I think they get bounced in the Sweet 16 as well. At least I hope that to be the case. Donnie Wrightside, one of the co-hosts of the early and money line each and every weekday right here on the Spiz Grizz. DRS, thank you as always. We'll talk very soon. Hour 2 of TMA awesome. up next.